Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You are rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Thursday to you. Looks like SMU, Cal, Stanford are going to buy their way out, well, into the ACC. Certainly SMU out of the AAC for them. Pete Thamel reporting on that yesterday. We got a way in. Sad, though. Uh, we talked about this when there was the chant when SMU was getting vetted earlier. It sounds like, what, they only need one more vote? And this could go down, so it seems serious, especially when Thamel is saying it is. Uh, as well, ESPN has released Western Conference win totals. We can get excited about that around here because that's official. Where do the Grizzlies stack up? It surprised me. It might not you. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it surprises John. Most talented player in baseball, Shohei Otani. That's important. Could be major injury here. Could be another Tommy John. He's got a huge pending free agency coming up. It's going to certainly affect that. And then last thing, John, last thing before we give it to you. No, it's a, please feel free. Roll, buddy. Ryan Clark shows just how good he is in holding himself accountable for the comments he made about Tua. We discussed that yesterday. Very interesting follow-up to that story. How about that? Yeah, I saw that, actually, before the show began. I'm glad you saw it. Uh, it's good. Yeah, we probably right. should have found a way to put that in the, the, the segment here. Um, but I guess we can do it a little bit later. I guess we can always do it. Yeah, we can do the rundown. We have, Just call everybody calm down. We have three hours. You know, that is the beauty of doing this show. Um, welcome to the Jason John Show. Paint Thursday. it however you'd like, John. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Calkins is going to join us at 125. Uh, as he always does, Drew Hill is going to join us at eleven twenty-five, and as you mentioned, um, get into some Western Conference win totals. Yeah, per ESPN, you know. So um, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt is what I would say. Um, oh yeah, I heard you discussing some of their recent numbers. These are these are predictions um, made by you know ESPN or this is it's, staff. It's content it's as just, opposed to their analytics, which you you question some of those numbers. Yeah, analytics is stink, that what Jeff stink the other day? Well. Yeah, yeah, I was listening to you with. Yeah, they On had some uh, things recently. Yeah, they uh, they they're they're bad. Levis, uh, Levis, they missed on. And you can't bet. There's, you mm. can't like like these are not odds makers here, right? Where there's like their opinions actually, uh, there are stakes involved. Um, you know, with these uh, with these opinions, these are just this is just entertainment, right? So I would I would I would but not put as much um, stock into these numbers as I otherwise would, just on the front end, right? Good or bad. Um, I, I would say like, for example, I don't know if regular season win totals are, are out. They might be like on your average sports book, but, um, just now starting to trickle out from what I see. Yeah. I think that's probably right. I mean, there, I mean, we know. discussed one, what about a week ago that was real early sports betting.ag mm-hmm. that had the Grizzlies at 46 right. and a half. Right. right exactly. So it's trickling out. They, they're usually like want to jump ahead of everybody. I do not think necessarily that, uh, 
Well, yeah, I mean, there are there are actually some that are out. I'm looking now at right that now. that you got the schedule. Imagine once the schedule came out. Right. I'm, at Superbook, that number um, is going to be different than the number that we're going to talk about for the Grizzlies. Interesting. Uh, but, but again, we'll, we'll, we'll break all that down. Uh, Drew Hill, 1125. 1225. Uh, once upon a time, there was a tag team um, in the WWE. You know, again, this was many, many years ago, back when I, I, I watched a little bit. But uh, there was a tag team that, Reminded me of the Attitude Era, and there was a, a there was a personality specifically that reminded me of the Attitude Era, and his name is Enzo, real one, um, and we've talked about Enzo on the show. Never had the pleasure of of having him on the show mm-hmm. until today. Uh, Enzo is going to be in Memphis this weekend. Okay, uh, believe it or not, with, uh, with with Memphis Wrestling. And he is going to, there's going to be a VIP meet and greet. There's going to be, oh. he's going to be wrestling. Um, you know, this was a, a guy that was hugely over, as they say, Jason, in wrestling parlance. He was over. Fans loved him. He was, like, selling merch. He was, like, well, the problem <clears throat> was, A, he uh, ran into some, some things that he was ultimately cleared of, but, B, He's just he doesn't have the the world heavyweight championship look, you know, like Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns six five, two sixty, you know. How tall is Enzo? I think Enzo is like five ten, two oh five. You know, like he just doesn't have the uh he doesn't have the same you know, he's not that big. He's not a huge guy, right? Mm-hmm. Relative to who gets the pushes for the championship belts and whatnot. Um so anyway, long story short, uh Enzo has been um it's like a couple years off from wrestling. And he's now back into the swing of things, and he's doing it sort of on the independent circuit. He's he's, he's doing the, he's grinding, you know. He's doing from from town to town, promotion to promotion. And this weekend, he will be in Memphis. So uh, we're going to talk to Enzo just about his journey, about some of the things that he has learned. Um, you know, falling back in love with wrestling, getting back into it. You know, because it's a hell of a thing to go from. You know, Mondays and Fridays and Sundays on pay-per-view in front of tens of thousands of people and millions across the world um, to grinding it out the way he's doing now. And you still got a, a young man at 36. It's crazy to have lived yeah. all that life already. Yeah. It's still be a young a young man. You got to really love it. Uh, but I think uh, I think it's going to be a great uh, a great conversation, and I'm looking forward to catching up with uh, the great Enzo at 12:25, and then Jeff at 1:25. So that is gonna be the show today Jason. I, don't th- I don't think you should have you said sort of and then jeff at 120 i don't think there should be any letdown whatsoever you know based on some of the things i heard about jeff and dinner last night i think you should oh, hold yeah? him up too in the sort of same high regard you know there shouldn't be no there should be no chain you like and then we'll just throw in jeff of mm-hmm. course well jeff is you understand what i'm saying well, well, jeff did you hear what happened there. at dinner last night oh, well you brought it to my attention you brought it to my attention Derek rose like yeah that's what i'll say um, <laughs> let's I li- roll. I like that. Uh, so anyway, look, very smooth. I I have a few things that I want to throw at you though. Um, so as we are often uh, want to do here on the show, let's do a, a little thing we call over under. Oh, we caught him. It's Jason and Sorry John's that, over, under. You know, over, over shot. Under under. Hey, we blow and go. That's just what we do. It's what we always have done. It's what we always will do. All right, Jason. Eight and a half. Number of wins Memphis needs to get people enthusiastic again. And again, that number. Eight and a half. Over. Under. Um, It's easy. It's over. I don't think eight and four gets you there. This is very simple. 
Yeah, nine and three, I think, gets you there because it's got you in contention. I would hope in an AAC championship game. Mm-hmm. I think people around here would get excited about that because it's clear evidence of uh, what you'd hoped would be, you know, the, the, to be able to rebuild the momentum. That, that's what you want to see, signs of life, really. Signs that you're, you're coming out of mediocrity. You wanted it last year. You finished eight. That's behind you now. You got a chance certainly to be better than where they've got you fourth in the AAC in terms of uh, the preseason poll. So I, I, I think nine and three gets people excited enough to where you can say, okay, you know, I, I, I can see an upward trajectory. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit up here and put it at ten, anything like that. I think I think nine, you know, ten and two is gonna be tough. Yep. That stretch with Missouri, uh, uh, Boise State, Tulane. Is is your swing stretch right. there? Obviously, so so ten and two is going to be tough. Uh, hopefully, they can come out of that thing with with a couple of wins. Could come out of that thing zero and three. Uh, that's the that's the swing part of the schedule to me. But yeah, you're, to your to your question, over under on eight and a half to excite folks need over, and I, I think you can get there with nine. Yeah. So um, I wrote about this today over at the Daily Memphian, and um, I. I, I, I don't even think it's as simple as, as win-loss even. like I think nine wins w- would do it, but it also depends on, like, do you win the league? You know, do you keep everybody after the season is over, right? Like, is Seth gone? Um, what's the defection look like? You know, I mean, I think all of that, I think the co- there is context to the nine, right? It's, it, it is if it's, an, it's a good nine and you're bringing mostly everybody back, right? I think that is people want to be able to say we're building – um, you know, we, we have things we can, you know, point to. We know, as you said, six and six and, and a mediocre bowl game ain't gonna do it. We know seven and five ain't gonna do it. We know finishing fourth where you were picked in the preseason is not gonna do it. Um I I I I, I worry a little bit because once a sort of a fan base, and again, if you need evidence, eleven thousand five hundred season tickets, you know what I'm saying? Like that should that emphasizes, you know, how people feel. Um once a fan base makes up its mind, whether it's on uh, Josh Pastner, whether it's on Larry Porter, whether it's on Tubby Smith, it's very difficult to get them back on when they've decided to jump off. Um, I don't think he has to be as charismatic as Lane Kiffin. I don't think he has to drive around in a Zuzu and hand out Memphis football schedules like Larry Finch did once upon a time with basketball. I don't think he has to do that. Uh, but he does need to win the AAC. I mean, I feel like that's kind of where you got to start. I, I don't even know if, like, you know, we're talking about enthusiasm, right? We're not talking about, oh, Ryan Silverfield keeping his job, right? We're talking about enthusiasm, have, making people feel good mm. about Memphis football again. Eight and four, Ryan Silverfield's going to keep his job. That doesn't mean people are going to be enthusiastic, though. You know, I think those things are sort of separate. Yeah. So I think f- to get people You're to- saying that you have to win it. I'm saying you can be in the AAC championship game, and that will have people the same excited. You're, and you're talking about who you're going to lose, and that's going to be a threat every year now, right. especially. We just saw pre-score and poached, right. you know, Seth Hennigan. But the thing that helps that, John, and, and I can't wait to, to, to be honest with you to see what Tevin Carter looks like at some point. Yeah. Look, at, look at Memphis. They've been able to keep him. The, the key to keeping enough and building on momentum is winning, and you'll keep a lot of those guys. Of course, the, the be, some of your best are probably going to get poached. That's going to happen. I'm not naive to you know, not look at college athletics right now and say it's not free agency. But winning nine wins – in the AAC championship game, got a shot at it. I mean, I, I, the bar to me doesn't have to be necessarily winning it. If you're back in, that's a clear – you've gone from eighth to AAC championship game. You will get people excited. There, you're telling me right now there are people that want Ryan Silverfield to succeed, the people that matter in terms of the money. Right. And that would pay the cost to fire him. 
You're, you're telling me those people right now are, are content. All, all they want to see is improvement. They, they're asking Ryan Silverfield to give them a reason, essentially. Nine wins would do that. And so, uh, again, we're, we're talking maybe a little bit of difference in level of excitement. We're not getting back to game day, bro, anytime soon. You're right. going to have to do that for a while. Right. But, yeah, man, let's be real. Nine and th- I'm not going to sit up here and draw some, you know, some line that says you got to win an AAC championship coming from eighth to get people, you know, making songs again about Tigers football. Mm-hmm. Show the improvement significant enough. Nine wins, nine threes about you – know, I, I don't think we're – on necessarily on different Too sides here. Apart, we're we're yeah. on the same side. Here. Yeah, I mean, look, it's our, it's, our bar's it's, just a little different. I mean, I'm surprised you're saying it's it. You have to win the AAC title. Well, and I mean, you have in a year a, you picked fourth. You have to be a credible off contender eight, for it. You and know? you just won six regular season games. Well, yeah, you were you finished eighth, but you were not picked eighth. You know, you're you were you you picked, what fifth? Yeah, like you last year underachieved. You know, so this is not like some you know. Well, that, that what I'm up. saying is that's a huge. That's still a huge jump. Oh, it go. is. But I mean, this is a program that's supposed to. I am told be able to make that kind of jump. That's supposed to be able to well, do I, it again. Get in the game. I think people are excited enough that you'd have Simmons Bank or wherever the hell you're playing that game. You know, people excited about it. Yeah, I mean, look, you have a third year quarterback who has not transferred. You have guys who are coming in. Oh, that's what I'm telling you. Needs to happen now. You know, on defense. You know, like uh, from from uh, SEC programs. Like you, you underachieve this year, you lose it all. Oh, yeah. In terms of momentum, any kind of excitement, even the folks that have hung on. You know, the this eleven. I mean, even this if eleven you, five you're talking about, you're going to lose a chunk of that. Yeah. You underachieve this I, year. I think even if you do what you're on track to do, you're going to lose those people. If you just well, that's the issue. Settling it fourth, but, like, like okay. you know, that's yeah. not gonna, that's not going to rouse the masses up. I mean, I think that's the issue. It's like it's Memphis football has to overachieve now, you know, like they they just do, um, and and that's an immense job. Mm. I, wait, I've said good to great. I'm not moving it. I've said you got to be good to great to move the needle here. They just need to get back in the good category first. Is eight and four good? Like, I, I'm not going down there. Yeah. You heard me. I said over eight and a half. Yeah, we don't even need to discuss that. Yeah, that creates zero excitement. Right, uh, and that, that's unfortunate. But it's the position you're in. That's exactly right. Coming off two six win seasons in the regular year and in the regular season. Yeah, I mean that's just it is what it is. I mean you got to level up. Yeah, uh, and it's and this is the season to do it. I mean it, Tulane cannot have this chokehold on the league. You know, I mean it, it's not like this is. Um, you know USC here. Uh, it's 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 got to be there for the taking a little bit more than it feels like. Um, so yes, ultimately we do agree. It's over eight and a half is the number that Memphis needs to win. I like that to get people enthusiastic again. All right, uh, this is this is set by ESPN, uh, just a staff member uh, piece, but it, this is still the number that they came came up with. Forty four is the number wins for the Grizzlies this year. Over under over under. I'm just going to say off the top, that number seemed a little low to me because we just discussed one about a week and a half ago from sportsbetting.ag I talked about with you that was at 46 and a half. And again, you say, well, what's the difference between 44, 46 and a half? A lot in the West. That could be the difference from at least the way ESPN's got it laid out. You got 46, 47 wins. You're talking third or fourth as opposed to if you're sitting at 44, maybe talking eighth or ninth. And so in the West, two games, two and a half games could make a – Huge difference here. And so to see ESPN set it at 44 and 38, I thought was a little low. Totally agree. And that is. I know why they did it, but right. it seems low. The uh, Over at Superbook, it's 46 and a half. Superbook's got it at 46 yeah. and a half, the same number yeah. I just gave you. And that's a that's an actionable number, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a number that you can bet on over the. All right, then. So I'm going to say absolutely over that. Um, you know, I. 
we just know that this team has done it without Ja before. I know Ties is gone, but they have a pretty good idea and understanding. I mean, look, anything can happen. Like Desmond Bain could, you know, or Jaron Jackson could miss time. Like Stephen Adams could not come back from the injury. Like, like that's the only thing to me, though, that would derail it is, is an injury situation. It wouldn't be like, oh, the team's not good enough. The team doesn't have enough players on it. I mean, you're talking about, you know, two greats potentially and, and Jaron and um, – and Desmond Bain there, and and you're bringing in a guy like Marcus Smart, like you're gonna be fine. Um, yeah, and John's only missing 25 games. I mean, it's not like he's missing, you know, half the season here, right, uh, or anything like that. So we'll see. I guess the, there's still criteria to meet, but I suspect it will only be 25. Months. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna go over here. Uh, I and and I you know again, <clears throat> I I understand why you may want to hedge a little bit. Um. On the Grizzlies, uh, because you think at some point they're not going to play well without Ja, and that at some point, you know, uh, an injury situation will re- rear its head in the NBA. I I get that a hundred percent, but I would not take the under on that. I mean, that would that would be silly. That would be that would be against everything they've ever done with Ja, like in this you know in this era. So uh, I'm going to go over there. All right, same piece. Uh, Kings and Warriors have the same number of wins, uh, forty seven wins for the Kings and Warriors, over or under? Well, I'll ask you before we get to – you believe more in Golden State or Sacramento in terms of where both of those teams are right now? Just uh, real quick, just a lean. Which way? Golden State. Still? Yes. They beat the, they beat the Kings, and I don't think the you Kings – You still got to beat the man to be the man type stuff, dude. They're, they, I mean, they are older, man. They are older, but um, I mean, I think the, the issue – like, I think you, there, there could be two answers – do I believe more in the Kings or the Warriors in regular season? I mm-hmm. might give you. I might tell you the Kings. That's where you give me Kings. Uh, ESPN, like you mentioned, got them both at forty-seven and thirty-five. I almost want to lean that I believe more in, in in the young team there that's building, and as opposed to the one that's because well, we've already very accomplished but trying hate, to hold you hate on. on Steph. We already established that yesterday. So you're an anti-Steph guy, bro. ESPN did the whole piece, bro. We don't need and anybody. most people. Jeff like Morzello coming up with NBA ca- win totals, bro. The, we don't, don't need to hear this. My, right my now. point is the goat <laughs> came down on it, and so you knew everybody else was going to flock to it. My, if what did LeBron go- say? The, if the goat Michael Jordan what LeBron says say? it's Magic Johnson, then the rest of y'all are silly. What did LeBron say? Anybody, did LeBron text anybody? Don't nobody care. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't. I thought people might have cared if he waited on. Why this would stuff. they care of what LeBron said when the goat is already weighed in? Everybody else, it doesn't matter. You can go scurrying off back to your corner. What did John Stockton say? Doesn't matter. Okay. We're not going to him. All right. I, I, just, I just didn't know. I didn't know what we were doing. The what? judge weighed in. Yep. And he told you who it was. So ESPN and everybody came scurrying. But people took issue we were with on his, this a day. We were on this when we needed to be. People we took issue with his his um, premise that Magic invented the triple-double, though. Many people saying Oscar, oh, Oscar Robinson, Robinson did. Tra- well, you know Mike. Some, Mike said that? Yeah. The ceiling is the roof. Sometimes he gets confused. I think he is confused And he did. He just forgot Oscar. Entirely. But Mike knows the history. He knows it well. Yeah. Uh, 47 for both. Are you going over, under? We can do it one, two. Um, I will say uh, under for both. Under for Golden State, certainly, because as you said, they don't care about the regular seasons much. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, think, I think the Kings are due for a little bit of regression here. Um, like, I think that league, the league is up on them now. The, the, the league knows they're coming. Um, look, they could be the they could be a diet version of the Grizzlies in that they, like, try really hard in the regular season and, <clears throat> you know, they can be the three seed again or something like that. It could be that. Um, and they just take it more seriously than everybody else and, like, play guys on back-to-backs and stuff like that. They certainly could be that. But 
I, I tend to believe that the roster is not all that great and that the league will now know, all right, they're like a decent team now. Like yeah. they're not the uh, good, uh, uh, same old Kings. So we have to like get up for them on a Tuesday night now. And I think they probably settle somewhere between 44 and 46 is my guess. I'll be honest with you. I like the Lakers better than I do both those teams. And they, I, I agree they, with and you. And ESPN's got them lower at 46, just a game lower, but lower. I like the Lakers. I like what they've done this offseason. I like how they've taken, again, more of that dependence on LeBron off of him, bringing back guys, including Austin Reeves, and his development just continues to blow me away. But uh, I'm with you under on both 47 wins for Golden State and Sacramento. All right, we're going to talk to Drew Hill about this uh, and more Grizzlies, uh, win totals, all that, and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John on Channel FM, ESPN. NFL time. It's coming. Snap into action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And you can start right now with this final preseason week. As John has mentioned to us this week, there's opportunity in the preseason. You just need to follow the information. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action uh, the app's easy to use. It's safe to use. A wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Great thing about FanDuel, too, is you don't have to be an expert, especially for you new users. You can come in. They've got a bunch of pre-made bets. Have a little bit of fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash JSmith and kick off this NFL season right. FanDuel's official partner of the NFL. End of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager, only $10 First deposit required. Bonus issues, non-withdrawable bonus bets. That expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanon.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's what I'm saying to SMU. If you want to leave, leave. But for the love of God, get up off your knees. That's a, this this is a shame what you are doing. Have some pride about yourself, SMU. Get up off your knees. Drew Hill covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. He doesn't have to worry about such stupid stuff like this. He's an SEC guy. He joins us now. What's up, Drew? He's a boat. What's up? How are you guys? How's life Sad. in the SEC, brother? Everything good? Uh, yeah, life in the SEC is good. Uh Life at home is uh, 
<laughs> looking rough. We're moving this weekend, so I'm sure you guys have been through this process. I mean, there's literally stuff everywhere in my house. I don't think there's a single counter that doesn't have something on it. It's crazy. Yeah, you're going to make it, though, big dog. Uh, we believe. We believe in you. Uh, that you will make it through, and uh, we are excited for your new uh, your new adventure. There is no doubt about that. Uh, Jason brought uh, to my attention that uh, someone over at ESPN decided they were going to do their own uh, win totals. They're going to do their own uh, projections. The staff, John. The staff. It's the official. Staff. It wasn't just some bum. Yeah, no, it was it, it was it was it was some people that we know for sure. I'm assuming Tim McMahon and and uh, I don't know if Windhorse was involved or not. Um, but they are significantly lower on the Grizzlies than uh, than the sports books. For example, they had the Grizzlies at uh, just forty four wins this year. Who you trust, the books or uh, ESPN? Uh, the books. They've been doing it for a very long time. They're really good for a reason. I trust the books. And look, this isn't new, right? Like this has been the Grizzlies every single year. They really surprised when they jumped up to the second spot in the West for the first time. Then everybody was like, ah, oh, I don't know. They might be a play-in team the next season. Nope, just second in the West again. Um, I think that they'll be above that win total. Uh, it is a much-changed team, feels like, um, from the last two, mainly just because you don't have the security blanket of Ty's Jones and you add Marcus Smart and you're trying to make a new thing work. But I think that they've earned the benefit of the doubt here. Like the front office, they haven't been perfect, but most of the moves that they've made have worked out and have looked good. Like that Luke Kennard trade ended up looking really good. I mean, we'll see what he looks like this season, but you expect much of the same. Um, and like they, they've drafted really well and they've been able to play the same style of basketball these last few years and it's worked pretty flawlessly. So. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm definitely going to go with the books. Um, I think with ESPN, they're probably, you know, Ja 25 games coupled with, okay, Tyus Jones isn't there. They've been so good without Ja when he's there. And they're not, more importantly, uh, uh, Drew, and this is what I want to get to you with, I don't think they're factoring in a Bane jump. Uh, and I heard Chris Harrington discussing this with Jeff this morning. I wonder where you're at on it. I mean, and I know how high you are on Bane. But, but the idea he'd go from, what, 21 and a half last year to, to 25 this year, especially if he was playing hurt for most of the year, if not all of it, after the, after the injury, um, the idea that he jumps, and particularly at a time with Ja out, to a guy that's averaging 25 points, he does that. Jaron plays, you know, the Jaron that was improving last year, you're going over 44. What, but Bane jump. Again, do you, do, do you think we could see one like that where he's averaging 25, at least for the time the jaw's out? Yes, definitely. I don't – so when I talk to people around the organization, I hear about how good Bain is and how people have no idea how good Desmond Bain is. Yep. And he was playing hurt last season. Like, you don't get more hype around a single guy – than you do around Desmond Bain. It's crazy, actually. Like, you would think Desmond Bain is, is twice as good as he is now, which is nuts. Like, that's how much hype he, he gets every single offseason. And to me, like, this <laughs> this is kind of a little thing, but it spoke volumes. Uh, and I, I may have mentioned this before, but, like, when I did that story on Jake LaRavia buying a bunch of trading cards, yeah, it was really interesting to me because he does this seriously. like He tries to make money on this stuff. He is investing a lot of money on buying these Desmond Bain trading cards 
And obviously that's a business that is booming right now. And just to see that his own team, like his teammates see it and are like, oh, wow, this guy's way better than anybody realizes. Uh, that that speaks to me. Uh, I, I, I think that, yes, we are going to see another Desmond Bain jump. I think he is probably even better than he was last season. Um, and he is a, he's a little bit older. Uh, than some of the younger guys like the Jaws and the Jarens. So those still, those guys still have some growing uh, space. Maybe Desmond Bain doesn't have quite as much growing space, but I think we still haven't seen the best of him yet. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Jason. I think he's going to be really, really good this season. You know, we have um, we have talked a lot about Jaron and, and and sort of using the uh, you know the World Cup as as a you know launching pad as yet another you know vessel to develop and and, and become you know the best version of himself, which I 100 percent subscribe to. But we don't we don't also and we should also talk about Santi Aldama, who is also getting the same experience. He's the only NBA player on that damn Spain team, so you you got to believe that uh, you know his usage is going to be pretty decent, and that you know he's going to grow and and maybe you'd have to do a little bit more for them than he would for the Grizzlies is the same upside there for him you know for the next three to three you know two to three weeks in the World Cup as it is for Jaren Scott be right yeah it is um I'm glad you brought up the FIBA stuff because there's some stuff I want to get to on that but yeah I, I think I think that it's a little bit of a different situation than Jaren obviously and Santi's even younger than Jaren like it is really easy to forget that when they drafted him, he was, what, 19 years old? Yep. So he's like, what, 22 now? He still has a long way to go in his development, and that was a player that uh, a lot of people thought was a bad pick for where they selected him, uh, or they were saying that just because they had there were questions about his athleticism. I think he's, for the most part, put those to bed. Um, you really hope that the shooting continues to develop and like all of this is opportunity for him. It's a good thing that he's on the court in the summer because we would have loved to see him at summer league. My question is, is this going to be more productive than summer league for Santi? Because had he played in, obviously he's going to play for his, his country. That makes a ton of sense. So I'm not criticizing that at all. Like he should do that. But had the Grizzlies been able to keep him in their system and do the, let him try the things that they wanted him to try rather than do what Spain needs to do to win, I wonder which would be more productive. Um, these games are probably more competitive, right, at the FIBA World Cup, so uh, it's, a, it's probably a better basketball environment. But I do wonder that. Um, and then what I wanted to bring up, something I was writing about today. I'm curious to get your guys' opinion on this. So I was in a bit of a debate with Chris Harrington yesterday before we recorded our podcast. And we were trying to take out all the the other stuff on the side with Ja, the suspension, all that. Had Ja been in a position to play basketball this summer, do you think he would have been on the team? And it's an interesting question, and I think Chris and I weren't really arguing whether that answer is yes or no. We were arguing potentially why that answer would be no. Chris seems to think that stylistically, Ja may not fit as well in Steve Kerr's system, and I don't want to put any words in his mouth, so I'll try to just keep it at that. Um, but I seem to ask, I just wondered, is he too big for this? 
Like at this point in his career, is he already too big for this? No. Uh, I, I don't. I don't, so. I don't know where you are on it, Jason. But I, I think it would be an audition for the Olympics. I think you're trying to vet and see, you know, who, who especially for these young guys, right? Like him and Jaren, the next generation, uh-huh. right? Especially because Jaren's a grizzly and because they have that chemistry already, uh, as as you know, uh, regular job teammates, if you will. I think Ja absolutely would have been on this team. Ja would be in, you know, Manila right now. I think getting ready to, or wherever the hell they are, getting ready to play these in in these games. Uh, and so what we there's feel- no question though he would be the biggest name on this team, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. And and I think you'd be talking about like we would be having this conversation of is Ja Moran, Anthony Edwards, the future of the United States Olympic team? You know, like I I really believe that, and it's a shame that we're not. Um, instead, I and I I I I, I thought Chris's piece today was good about uh, Anthony versus Ja in terms of you know who's the face of the young American basketball player. They we would have been talking about them both if Ja was 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 you know in the right place, and I think that's that's what we sort of got you know. I know not a lot of people take, you know, they don't care about Olympic basketball. We do on this show, and I think Ja would have been on a fast track to being that, and unfortunately now he's not. I think Chris is right when he asks about the style because you can watch, like, a few minutes of exhibition basketball, and you can you can tell Steve Kerr's just running the Warrior system. You know, like, that's pretty clear. And that system is not based on having a dynamic point guard that attacks the rim, right? Mm-hmm. It's based on spacing the floor with shooters. So Chris's point was, you don't know. I mean, you would think, right? Like, but you don't know the answer to yes, yes or no, whether or not he would have been on the team. You would have expected it. Um, and, like, I think there is a I, – I think it's fair to ask if he is too big because, like I said, he would be the biggest name on this team, right? He is already going into this understood as one of the best young American players despite all that's going on around him right now, right? Like, he's still understood as that. Um, and to me, like, you know, he'd be the only one with a Nike shoe deal <laughs> there. Like, these guys that are that big aren't playing in these types of things. They're just not. And maybe he did have a point to prove, especially since there are going to be other external factors, right? Like, who comes back? Is 39-year-old LeBron James going to want to play? Because he's going to have a spot. Is soon to be will be thirty six year old Steph Curry. If is he, does he want to play? Because he's going to have a spot. What about Kevin Durant? What about Damian Lillard? Like what about Bradley Beal? You can go down the list and like depending on who says yes, he might have been pushed out anyway. Just because there is a legacy aspect as it relates to this team, there always has been. So, um, I, I I don't know for sure, but I think it's a fair question, and I'm not. A hundred percent convinced that he wasn't too big. I think that that <laughs> there could have been a scenario where they're like, "No, we don't need you out there." You know, well, you know, you'll have your chance to make the Olympics next summer. Now, all that changed when he was suspended again, because then it was just completely off the table and it wasn't going to happen. So, I, it's just a fun question to ask and a fun thing to to debate. I also wonder this, and I'm curious your opinion on this. Do you think Nike? could have any influence on whether or not he makes the team next summer. Not as much now. Uh, here's what I, I will I'll, I'll answer that and then and then say sort of where I was at on it. I, I think I think Chris Harrington's right. I think you're right. I, well, here's where I, th- I I I go down a different route. They would have taken him initially if not for all this because of what you said. He's he's regarded across the league as the best American player. And so I, my feeling is Steve Kerr would have been willing to adjust 
and maybe at times you're not playing him as much, but because he's that, and you got Anthony Edwards there, and it's like John said, oh, my God, Anthony Edwards, John Morant, he would have been there initially. Now he won't be. And after talking to Bobby Marks this week, I think John and I are in the same place. There's a fear for every reason you just laid out that he won't be both stylistically because it doesn't fit. They've moved on without you. Other folks have put their roots down. And then the fact that, yes, there's a good chance Steph Curry or somebody, you know, somebody like that's going to want to play, uh, get a last one in in Paris, uh, gold medal, whatever else. And so my fear is now he could have got in early because of who he is, but that he's missed the boat now, Drew, and that it'll be one guy you're covering in Paris, you know, next year for the Daily Memphian as opposed to two. Like like Mark said, you're going to have other guys coming in now that want to play, and I'm with you. Stylistically right now, they've moved on. You know, this is sort of preparation in in many ways for, for next year. We know that he's not going to be able to qualify for awards because he's going to miss too many games already. Yep. yep. But if he comes back and he has the best season he's had yet, and he looks fresh, well, I know. I know Nike's going to want him out there. To your point on that world stage, if they could have, you know, if, if he has that kind of season you're talking about, just goes crazy, you know, has the Grizz in the one or the two spot or something, then yeah, it might be undeniable. You got to take him, but. I just I fear more now than I did before talking to Marks because I think Marks agreed. You know, Marks kind of put as well. He might have missed it, and I think I'm leaning more that way now than not. But if he has a monster like you're saying, um, I, I'm hoping you're covering too. I, I I agree, and I mean, it's, there's just going to be an immense amount of pressure. Forget the Nike stuff for a second. If he if he looks like he's clearly the best American young yeah, American yeah, player, yeah. If he does like, that, if he looks like that on the court, yeah. How are you going to tell the guy no? You're going to be like, no, we're we're actually we're bringing Jalen Brunson. People are going to be outraged. They're going to be totally up in arms. They're going to be like, what? You're you're bringing Jalen Brunson after Ja averaged twenty six and eight. You know, like mm-hmm. they'll be some come on. Yeah, that that you, you that's going to make it extremely challenging. So I don't think anything is dead. Like I don't think he's. I I won't go as far as to say he's missed the boat because what if he has a great season? That's the way. But it it, it doesn't. It, it's certainly a little bit more bleak right now than it was before the suspension. And I hope he ends up there because I just think it'd be a blast to cover that and just have John. We haven't had a Grizzly on the United States Olympic team yet. Yeah. It seems like we're certain to get one. How awesome would it be if we had two? And then my other question is, what, what do you think it'd be like around the city watching that? Like, if Ja and Jaron are both playing on the United States Olympic team, are we having watch parties in Memphis? Like, what what, what are we doing? Absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's better than, all, it's better than All-Star it, it, game. It, it would feel it's, like, you know, we're hosting the damn team. Olympics yeah. in Memphis, We would get man. up for it. We would get up for it, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, it, it, like it, it is, it is with two guys. Oh yeah, it hits like different it. when you watch the guys that play for your in your city wearing the United States jersey. Well, especially Ja would have the ball in his hand so much. Right, it'd be you know even different than watching Jaron. I would imagine like you're really impacting that game. There at are times. was was Clay was never an Olympian, correct? I know he played for the World Cup. I don't think he played on the U.S. team. I don't think he was an Olympian. You know, I mean like. But I, the Warriors had that in 2014. Warriors had Steph and Clay. They played for the World Cup team. They won the whole damn thing, you know. And I bet like that only helps, you know. You, you don't think Drew? He's keeping Brunson and he, uh, Halliburton. You could tell, but you keeping because Kerr's all called him a leader, you know, called him a leader of the team. I think he kind of said the same thing about Anthony Edwards after this last one. But early on, he's calling Brunson the leader of the team. You don't think those guys are locked in with Kerr? I think it just depends. 
I mean, that's a long time from now. It is. It is. It you is. know, like it just depends on what what transpires during the NBA regular season. What if they win Anybody gold together? Like if they win gold, you know, I just wonder if it locks Brunson in for next year. But it but to your point, it's still up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gives them an edge, but it's still up in the air. Like. Anybody could get hurt. And then, like, right. the other thing that we already mentioned, but how many of these older guys still want to play? It is Paris. Right? Paris, I'm thinking. You they know? want to go over there and put the beret on, bro. Did you see LeBron so, and Draymond over there? Because it, it, it's Paris. I'm thinking you might get a few more. Like, AD's going to play, right? When are you talking to LeBron about that? Like, he's a, that's my hope is that Jaron will be playing next to him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you would expect AD's going to play. And you also, you know, Jaron's kind of in the same position as like an Anthony Edwards, where it seems pretty certain he's going to be on the team. Oh yeah, but it's not promised. Still, you know, I mean, in the end, it's going to be their decision to make, and he's put himself in a great spot to make the team. And so I, I'm willing to go as far as saying, you know, I think there's probably like a ninety to ninety five percent chance he's on the roster next summer. So, you know, that is that's good. Um, but it's not promised, and and we don't know how this roster is going to shake out because we don't know which of the older guys are going to come back. We don't know which of these guys that they end up – they're going to leave this event really liking, and we don't know how the NBA regular season is going to go because you can make it undeniable. Like, there is no doubt Jason Tatum and Devin Booker are going to be on the Olympic team next summer. Like, no doubt. They're not playing in this. Right. Um, Right. So you can cross off two roster spots there. You know, and some of these guys that may look really good, you're still going to replace them with Jason Tatum and Devin Booker because they're that good. You know, you got to be undeniable. Hey, do you think uh, Germany 35 to 1 was a good bet or no? Uh, I haven't watched enough Germany to really. Have a strong take on that. John's the only maybe, one here maybe you, that um, locked in. Maybe you them. missed the fact that they were up uh, 16 on the United States on Sunday uh, yeah, on the second night of a back to back. Freezing cold take. I saw you. You tweeted your bet flip out, and then they lost by double digits. That I, was a good I, no, I needed that. I needed that to happen because I, if if Germany would have held on, there was no chance that bet's getting home. Now we now we have the revenge angle as the Germans. Right. So we you tried to reverse it. jinx. You tried to reverse jinx. Um, I didn't. I did not. I did not want Germany. I want. I, what I wanted to see is that Germany could compete, and I saw that. No doubt about it. I have a question. Do you, so let's say Germany and the United States are playing in the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you're. I guess you. You care more about the U.S. dollar than you do about the oh. country. Well, yeah. He, <laughs> in that in that is scenario, but not does he. But I mean, I can't. I, I'm I'm paralyzed at that point because the United States will be a what, you know? Uh, if they were they were a 15 point favorite, so they'll probably be like yeah. a nine and a half point favorite against the Germans in the in the final. I'm assuming um, if if it gets there, and I can't bet. I don't want to bet Germany there and double down as a dog and and lose both, right? And I don't want to bet the United States minus nine and a half and they win by four, you know. So I'm I'm just kind of I'm gonna have to ride it out at that point. But if it gets there. That'll be a one hundred dollar bet that was certainly worth the ride, no doubt about it. Well, if that happens, I think we're just gonna have to ship you off to Berlin or whatever. Deutschland. You're gonna be talking about Bayern Munich on the radio instead of the Grizzlies. I hope that feels good for you. Yeah. I hope you're happy with that. I will say this, Franz Wagner, I like I think the Magic are, are getting into the playoffs next year. I think they're gonna find a way to get into the I mean I don't is does the play in be count, about that time. Does the it? does the play in count as a uh, playoff? It does not, right? It's mm-hmm. separate. Mm-hmm. You no, have to win that. Count. You have to win that to make the playoffs. 
Correct. But that that conference is so bad. I, I mean, I think they could certainly be a you know. It's about time. They can win a play-in tournament. I I truly believe that. I guess they'll have to do that, but uh, I think it's I think it's coming for sure. Drew, you're the best, dude. Appreciate Thank the you, time sir. as always. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yep. He is Drew Hill. Covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphis. And taste that French cuisine he can, I bet. Yes, for sure. How does it mean? Does Ja have to make it for Drew, and I'm sure his lovely fiance, to be sent to Paris to cover it? If you're saying Jaren's not on it? No, we're assuming Jaren is there, bro. Okay, well then, yeah, he'll go. Does it have to be two is no. my point. If he's got one, if we just got Jaren, is he still being sent to cover it in Paris? No. So we need Ja on for Drew to taste the French cuisine. And I imagine it's probably the same approach for the CA. Yeah, absolutely. I think one's enough because that's never happened. The Grizzlies have never had an Olympian, so not for the United States. No, you're saying one does send. Yes. You do send for yes. just Jaron. Yeah, because the Grizzlies have never no, had I, an I, Olympian. I think I was misunderstanding you. Yeah. I'm, my, my point is, does it depend on job making and you have to have two to go? No, I think because you've never had an Olympian with the Memphis Grizzlies franchise for the United States, it's it's history. It's 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 – and then y'all just put Parth up in the finest hotel in the Dominican. We're, we're gonna have a so you don't have, have a year, you, right? And Drew would tell recover. you, I'm Grizzlies, right? So you have to pay for me to go cover J- just Jaron, yeah, the Olympic team. And you can you can do Euro on a budget, bro. You can get an Airbnb or something. You can't do Paris on a budget. No, that's true. You got you just you're in Paris. Hold your nose. You know we might put him outside of Paris. We may put him in like the Cairoville of Paris. Or does something. does uh, Gay Paris still have that lovely bridge where you put the locks on it with you and your loved one? You know what I'm talking about. I haven't seen it. I, I don't know. You don't have, you're, you're not familiar with what I speak of. Mm-mm. You go and put a lock on it. It's representative of your love forever. Mm-mm. I think they took the locks off or something. Okay. There were so many. You don't know about that bridge? In, in, Bro, in get Paris. some culture. This is, your, this, this is where you're from. Bro, I went Europe. to Serbia. You're from Europe. You want me to tell you what they have there? Germany. Cigarettes. That's what they, they got. They got that in, in, in France, too. Ask Jennifer. She was just there. That's all they do is smoke. Mm-hmm. You're going to catch some cigarette smoke. Over in Euro. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but appreciate uh, Drew Hill for joining us. Hope he us. gets to Paris. Enzo going to join us at 1225. Jeff Coggins at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, 9025 ESPN. I'm Chelsea Messenger helping you beat the books with BetQL. The red-hot Pablo Lopez takes the mound for Minnesota tonight as they host the Rangers. Lopez has gone 4-0 in the month of August, giving up just one earned run in 25 innings pitched. With Lopez dominating in the Rangers on a six-game losing streak, the BetQL five-star play of the day is riding those trends and taking Minnesota on the money line over Texas. Bet smarter and Feed the books with BetQL and download the BetMGM app today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.